So now that we've got now we've got a, a clear clearer path of of the focus and, and what we need to be doing is what's what I thought for this next piece is these are these are what we call um, our power pieces and these power pieces are an opportunity to hear from from some people with specific expertise. Um, one of these power pieces and in your notes you'll have uh, power pieces, the name, the topic that we're going through, and also going looking at what are some of the keynotes, some insights, and some actions that uh, you can take away from from this ten minute, you know, uh, seven to ten minute piece. One of the experts that I wanted to to bring up to today was uh, was Craig Bugden, and Craig is uh, Craig's actually my personal accountant. Um, we made the the change to Craig uh, a little while ago. I've known Craig for actually we realized it was actually been like almost 10 years um, when we when we met up a, a number of years ago so it's quite interesting and I thought I'd bring Craig on to share from a, an accountancy viewpoint of where things are at what is he noticing with his clients what is he noticing with certain frustrations that businesses are feeling right now um, and to give us some some gold nuggets some strategies he just listened to uh, to the PM to go through his piece in relations to to tenancies and and landlords, um, particularly those in the real estate space, so hugely important. He's going to unpack that. So, mate, uh, Craig, really appreciate your time this afternoon. Mate, thank you for for jumping on. No, no worries, James. Hi, everyone. How are you going? Um, so, look, from what I see, the big issue that pretty much all of my clients and every business owner are going through at the moment is uncertainty. So they're not quite sure how long this coronavirus thing is going to be. They're not quite sure exactly how it's going to affect their businesses unless they've already been shut, obviously. They don't know how much further lockdown there's going to be or or exactly what the government's going to do for them. And so the big thing for me, for virtually every business, is to get some certainty and some clarity around your cash flows. Now, your cash flows are the lifeblood of your, of your business and they're the thing that's going to get you from here to there. So without cash, all of the other stuff that you may be doing is going to be moot because you need to have not only enough cash so that your business survives, but you need to have enough um, working capital so that when you come out the other side, you've got enough working capital to be an effective business going forward so that your sales cycle still gets taken care of in terms of available cash. So one of the things that I would really recommend you do, and I've got I've got a little Excel worksheet, which I'm happy to give to James so that he can spread it out to you. Um, and we designed this specifically for this coronavirus issue, okay? So what this worksheet does and what I really recommend that you do is you do a, a budget for your business. I've just done it for six months because that's how long the Prime Minister has been sort of talking, but you can do it for as long as you like. But if, do a budget for six months in terms of what you can reasonably expect your business to look like had coronavirus not happened. And then basically what, what the second part of the spreadsheet does, it says, okay, we're going to experience a drop in revenue of X and it'll spread that out. Um, we're going to receive um, the job keeper payment from the government and we can talk about that. We're going to receive um, some help with our tenancy and our rent from the government. We're going to be able to get a loan from the state government or, you know, any number of those different um, uh, stimulus packages. We need to plug those in and then determine where your business is at. 
So basically, you can have a look at what your business is going to look like once the effects of the coronavirus shutdown have hit your business and also once we've plugged in all of the stimulus from the government so that you can get some clarity around what your business looks like from a cash flow perspective. Once you've done that, then it, it may, look, it may be really bleak. It actually may be. Um, but you're much better off knowing that it's bleak than digging, putting your head in the sand and not knowing that it's bleak. Because at least if you have the information, you can then seek help. And I'm more than happy to help. Or you can go see your own account or whatever. But you can seek help um, and, and devise some strategies, financial strategies, that get you from here to there. Um, and really, that's 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 what this is all about. It's about when this all returns to as normal as it's going to get. It's about being able to um, have the working capital and the cash flow behind you to get your business back onto its normal trajectory as fast as possible. And the best way to do that is to um, uh, project and make decisions around your cash. Um, so that that's really the main. Um, point that I wanted to make today in terms of that. In terms of so that you can put those things in, in terms of the government stimulus packages, there's a couple of things that I just wanted to touch on because there's a lot of conjecture going around in terms of how they work, what people can get, what they can't. The first one I thought I'd talk on because it's topical is what the government announced today regarding landlords and tenancies because a lot of us pay rent and it can be quite a large percentage of our outlays. So it's good to know what we're going to be entitled to. So the devil's in the detail. It was only announced today, only um, an hour ago, but it's going to work like this. If you comp- uh, apply for the job keeper program, so in other words, if your, t- if your turnovers drop by more than 30%, then you'll um, qualify for these tenancy um, um, stimulus package. And basically what they're going to do through the state government's they're effectively going to say that whatever your turnover drops by, that's going to be the reduction in rent that you get. So if you get a if you have a 50% drop in your turnover, then your landlord is going to be required to give you a 50% drop in rent. Now, in addition to that, 50% of that has to be waived. So in other words, you never have to pay that back. So um, the other 50% gets spread out over the balance of your lease term. So if you've got three years left, the other 50% gets spread out over those three years. If you've only got six months left, then it gets spread out over a minimum of 12 months. I'm not quite sure how they're going to work that yet, but um, that's what they're looking to do. So there is some really good help there if you have um, rents that you have to pay. So that can be plugged into your budgeting to make sure that you get your cash flows right. In relation to the job keeper payment, which is the $1,500 a fortnight, um, there was also the previous one to that where the government would pay your PAYG withholding, um, in other words, your group tax payments for your employees. There's been a lot of talk about manipulating your figures so that you qualify for those packages. So, um, for example, if you take your own pay, let's say you're in a trust or a partnership, if you take your own pay as a trust distribution or a drawing, a lot of people and some accountants are saying you should put yourself on as an employee so that you get access to these um, stimulus packages. I can tell you that if 
If someone's giving you that advice, please disregard it. Um, there's plenty of uh, communication from the tax office which is saying that anybody who um, manipulates their figures and including their accountants, um, they will be in big trouble. And when I say big trouble, the tax office or the government's going to uh, treat it as fraud. So there'll be, there'll be jail time. They're even talking about any accountants who help people do that, they'll lose their licences. So they're treating this very, very seriously. So there won't be any um, wiggle room in terms of changing your situation to enable you to qualify for more or some of the stimulus package. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's great. That's great clarity. I mean, yes, as you said, the the the, the devil is always in, in the detail, um, but I think the more... You know, the more we can investigate, the more we can jump on it and, and further our, our information that, that makes it huge. And what you've just said there is like, like it, it, there's no way to, if, if, it, if you've had, if you have a hit, make sure you make the claim. But if you're trying to dodgy up the, the numbers, you're going to be caught out. So yeah, totally. Um, so some couple, couple quick questions. What about, uh, uh, what about, uh, so there's no help for directors that don't get wages. Okay, so that's only just come down. That, that came down over the weekend. Up until the weekend, no, there wasn't. But um, pretty much every accountancy board was lobbying the government to say that just was unequitable uh, because two exact same businesses, one on wages and one not, one was getting the stimulus and the other ones weren't. So what they've done is they've said that if you're a director of a company or a beneficiary of a trust, then you'll get the one of you, if you're a family business, one of you, will get that stimulus. So let's say it's my wife and I and we're beneficiaries of our trust, only one of us can get the $1,500 a fortnight, not the other. But at least someone's getting it, whereas before they weren't. Great. And uh, another question is, what about a, a commission-only contractor? What can they claim? Okay, so um, most commission-only contractors are on the payroll. So are you talking about someone who's on the payroll? Um, they, a lot of, so a lot of, uh, sales agents would have their own, own either, um, company structure set up and they okay. so, commission only. Yep. So if they're on the payroll, then they would be treated like any other employee. So they get the $1,500 that way. Happy days. If they're, um, if they're, uh, like the directors of their own company, cause they get paid as a contractor, then their business will be the business which gets treated. Um, in accordance with it. So if that business copped a 30% or more drop in its turnover, in other words, it's commissions and those things, then yes, they'll be eligible for it. And because they're a director, they get one lot of the $1,500 a fortnight. Great. Fantastic. And what about a, what about if uh, someone started a position after the 1st of March? You get nothing. All right. Um, what about uh, uh, tenants that are musicians or now are out of work, does this mean their income is dropped by 100% and they don't have to pay any rent at all? Mm -hmm. Yep, that's right. Okay. Well, having said that, this was only announced an hour ago. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Um, the devil's in the detail. We've seen literally nothing other than the 15 minutes that the Prime Minister spent um, outlining how it's going to work. Now, there'll be a lot of um, communication that come out between now and then. But basically what he said was the drop in turnover equates to the drop in rent. Yeah. And on the flip side though, like what's it, this is obviously a very tenant focus. What about the, the, I mean, there's stuff that's been released for, for the landlords. What's, do you know any, any updates around the landlord situation? 
So I, I have to say that that's got to come. Um, yeah. So already the, I mean, already the government's put in place, like, like banks, all the stimulus um, assistance that banks are giving you, they wouldn't have volunteered that up, right, because banks are greedy. Um, and so there's no doubt that before all of this, the government would have had to lobby those banks long and hard to get them to do even what they've already done. So I can't imagine that that the, the, the landlords are going to be left out in the cold with this. Um, so the banks are going to have to come to the party. We don't know how yet, but I can guarantee you that the uh, government will be lobbying them very, very hard to make sure that one party is not winning out of this while the other party loses big time. Yeah, great point. Great point. And and, and last question, um, does the JobKeeper go on a 30% reduction on the same month the previous year or, or the last couple of months turnover? Yeah, so it's uh, so they're going to work it out again, devil in the detail, because this hasn't been legislated. I think it's legislated later this week, but the way that they're working it out is it's it's going to be based on your normal BAS lodgement period. So if you lodge your BASs monthly, then it'll be monthly. If you lodge your BASs quarterly, then it'll be quarterly, and it'll be let's say April if you're a monthly lodger. It'll be April 2020 versus April 2019, or the June quarter 2020 versus the June quarter 2019. Now, there's some underlying issues with that. It may be that your business has gone real and then dropped off a cliff. I've got a number of clients that have done that. It may be that last year you weren't even in business and you only started in July. Um, and so the government have put in, I haven't seen the legislation, but they have put in some sort of fail safe where the commissioner has discretion to enable you to say in a more manual way um, Look, I don't fit the exact um, uh, qualifications in my BAS, but this is what's happened, and then you'll still get the payment. That's the expectation, anyway. Beautiful, love it, love it. So, Craig, really appreciate your time. And and what I'm going to do is that I'll get that spreadsheet from Craig. Um, I'll put that and I'll I'll send that out to to everyone uh, so they've got that so they can actually start to put out, put in, and plug those numbers in over the next um, uh, next three, six, 12 months as we go through, um, just so you've got that clarity. So you've got that, you know, when we talk about the VUCA and we talk about the car methodology, this is a perfect car methodology right there, right? So having that assurance, that clarity, that leadership and that movement. So that's so important, so important. Mate, Craig, thank you for, for your time today. If there's any other questions for Craig, let me know and I'll get the answers from him um, and I'll, I'll throw Craig's details into the tribe. So if you want to reach out to, to Craig as well on a personal note, um, you can do that as well, mate. Really appreciate your time today. No worries at all. Thanks, everyone. Have a good afternoon. Bye. Yo. So, guys, what I wanted to do is is obviously find out. Um, we've got uh, two more two more power pieces that we're going to be going through today. Is is one hearing from uh, hearing from from Maddie who's just joined us, um, and also from Joe. And I'm going to bring Joe on. Um, it's been a, an, an interesting couple of weeks um, with, with the, the travel and the journey that Joe has made um, in relations to zagging, in relations to pivoting. So I'll give Joe a little bit of background in a minute around herself and, and what she has been doing three, four weeks ago and, and her journey and how what she was doing in her previous life and, and her new business that she started. Um, and then what has happened over these last two weeks and what has the result been from actually doing that? Um, so, so Joe, let's uh, let's get you on and alive, and uh, and so let's let, let's go a bit of a backstory. 
Um, you look beautiful. I got a bit of a, a backstory. Oh. So where where has the journey been? So what were you doing three, four weeks ago? Three, four weeks ago, it was business as usual as it was for a lot of people, I'm sure. Um, prior to my current career, I used to be a property stylist. So I started a business with my husband 11 years ago and we were fortunate enough to sell it at the back end of last year. And it gave us both opportunities to move on into new circles and pursue our own areas of interest. And for me, that was very much about um, working on areas that I had identified in my life as a stylist that I felt weren't necessarily being done as well as they could. Uh, In particular, working with vendors and real estate agents to help their vendors get the properties um, presented at the very best. And that's not just about styling, that's about how they compare the paintwork, how do they pull the full scheme together, how they do it within a time frame. So my business um, in that domain really took um, a flying start at the back end of last year, taking on a really big job in Coogee and and I was getting lead after lead, doing some great sales meetings, going around visiting a lot of agents that I dealt with in my previous career and getting a lot of really good interest and traction. Um, obviously, with corona coming in, there has been a bit of a change in that regard um, in the sense that people are probably less willing to take on renovation projects without knowing whether or not they'll be able to finish them um or where you know where they stand or if they're not going to sell now and all those sorts of questions so there has been some hesitation in the market so i've had to think about what i'm going to do while that's going on and so so we had some um some navel gazing um times when it's like looking at like oh my god oh my god oh my god (laughs) and we had some of those conversations and we realize that we need to do things a little bit differently and, and really to get your messaging out there on a different way and in a different manner. So what did you what did you decide to do in relation to that messaging? What are some of the initiatives that you've taken on and you've done? Well, for me, um, and again, like a lot of people, I'm sure um, there's been something of a big learning curve to work out what what I can do. And I found when I turned my focus away from you know, the fear of what all this meant to how can I actually help and how can I give back, then it sort of started to take its own course. So uh, I, through a bit of um, talking to James and, and and fellow tribe members, I was able to think about what, uh, and also the interview series that um, James has been giving us a lot of um, education on has been very helpful in this regard. So I I started to think about, well, what are the areas where people do need help? What can they be doing now whilst they might be at home, whilst they might not feel as empowered as they would typically do when they're about to embark upon a new campaign? So with all that in mind, I started to dissect the different areas um, with regards to selling a property and who are some of the people I can speak to within the relevant industries um, and get their expertise uh, and impart that knowledge to to my clients and for them to send to their clients. And the, the long shot of that is um, a series of interviews and an ebook, which I've been communicating to my clients. I've been communicating on social media. And I've had a lot of success with that first video that I launched beginning of this week, was it? Or end of last week. Yep. Um, I think I've, I've not checked today, but it was like 260 views as of yesterday. Um, I can do a quick update on that. But, yeah, um, the power of video is is pretty amazing. Um, even shocked myself. So, yeah. 
Really and so good. what we noticed is that the, the the transition that Joe made from like going from how can I be of service, how can I add value, what will people be doing in these times if they can't renovate? You know, we so we had a chat around okay, so doing you know, doing things like um, is quite interesting because I then put myself into into my headspace. Is that if if I can't get someone else in to do a renovation, what can I physically do around the house? Now Nat has always got a list of a thousand things for me to do around the house. Um, now, do I do them? No. And if I do attempt them, I usually stuff them up. So we're talking to Joe. It's like you know what? There's so many people they're going to have a crack. They're going to go to Bunnings. They're going to get the stuff. And this is a great opportunity to provide some tips and techniques of what to do around doing yourself DIY. But you know what? Majority of people are going to stuff them up. And you know who's going to be the forefront of, of their mind when, yeah, right, when, the when they come back in is, is Joe and her team. They're going to come in, fix all my problems and all her target audience problems because we've stuffed them up. And so looking at that is that this is where then Joe has launched her expert series on interviewing key people in her network, in her industry. Like uh, it's just been a massive value. And just within 24 hours, 48 hours of launching her first uh, video uh, interview that she did on Zoom, uh, we got my team Leonard to, to edit it for us. Um, and it's just been it's huge. So it's uh, over 300 views already so far. And once again, now coupled with her ebook that's going to be launching, this will allow then her. Uh, target market, which is a lot of agents that then sell it on, on sell onto vendors as one, another communication piece, another communication tool that the agents can use to their clients. So that she's seeing it as a rock star into the agents because the agents going, wow, I can actually use this as a, an education piece. So once again, it's thinking outside the square and we're unpacking it the other day around like, if you have what we call your big whales, when you have, you know, five, you have five big whales of each guy, you know, for example, large databases, how can you tap into them and, and offer maybe, you know, a, 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 a DIY masterclass for 20 bucks or a video for $5, boom, with tens of thousands of people in the database, there were people even for a couple of dollars will go, you know what, that's a value. I'm going to download that. So once again, it's thinking outside the square on how we can continually to, to do things a little bit differently. So Joe, like that's fantastic. Thank you for, for the insights. Any questions, any comments for Joe in relations to what she's done? She's got the expert series that she's she's launched. She's got the ebook that's that's about to, to launch. Any questions or comments for for Joe? Love it, love it, love it. Type them in the chat. Type them into the chat. Good stuff, good stuff. So let's, uh, let's, if there's, uh, oh, all good. Let's give Joe some love. Three, two, one. Good stuff. Good Thanks. stuff. So yeah. So, uh, Joe's going to, uh, she's going to be launching her ebook and, uh, we'll all get a copy of that as well. I'm sure we will. Okay, good. So last power piece, uh, today is uh, a good mate of mine. Um, uh, the guy who keeps me in shape, me in check. Uh, Matty Clark from CrossFit Eura. Now, Matty's on online today. I'll bring him off mute in a minute. Um, we've been training over at CrossFit Eura or just over oh, 18 months now, I think it is, and uh, had a massive transformation in my own type of training. Um, what I love about Matty and, and the, the operation that he has, he's got the community down to a T. Like, you go there because of him and the team. You go there because you feel that you're part of 
you know, the banter, the community, everyone has a last, everyone, you know, pays each other out. And I like that because it's that, it's that belonging, it's that connection that, you know, we all yearn for, but this is on a, on a, on a, on an exercise component and also a mindset component. And what I, what I like about what Matty has created is that obviously chatting to him and seeing what the transition and where this is leading. And, and we notice that the impact that is had where, where gyms have, you know, had to close their doors. And so what I want is to bring Maddie on to go, this is a, well, this is where I was three, four weeks ago. This is where we're at right now. And this is how we're pivoted, but then also give us some, some tips and some um, strategies on what we can do to keep ourselves fit and healthy throughout these times. So, uh, Mate, Maddie, really appreciate your, your time uh, this afternoon. Mate, do you okay. want to just just tell the tribe a little little bit of background, um, and then where were you prior, and then where you're at right now, and uh, we can go from there. Uh, all right. Well, background, um, mate. Look, as per uh, such a phenomenal introduction, uh, introduction, I should say, um, have been the was the founder of CrossFit Aura. We established, um, or I should—I shouldn't say—I established that in 2000, uh, late 2011, early 2012, um, with an our ex-business partner. Have, have been operating um, every day, um, every day since. Um, as it stood, I suppose pre-COVID, it was myself and uh, and and four coaching uh, four coaching staff, which is quite a comfortable um, little pizza, little business to be operating in. Um, with a client base uh, peaking at around about 105, 110. Um, at the capacity of business for, for myself and operationally, you know, one, 120 people is uh, really sort of our limit as to what we can do. So, you know, we're not the biggest facility, certainly in Sydney, um, and never sort of professed to be or aim to be. But you know, it was, a, it was a, a, a decent size for what we wanted to provide, obviously, the region and, you know, our, our, our client base, our community with, um, you know, over the last, you know, the best part of 10 years. Love it, love it. And so, obviously, uh, we've had a number of conversations over the last few weeks and yeah. we could see the, the writing on the wall that was coming. Um, yeah. what, uh, what have you done different? To, to most of operations out there and, and, and what are you doing now? Okay. Well, look, the, we had the mandated close on the 23rd of March. It'll forever be a day that I will remember. Um, I'm not going to say with great fondness, but certainly a, a, a life-changing day. Um, look, being certainly connected to um, current affairs helps. Um, I do my best to avoid uh, as much of the media and social media stuff as I possibly can, despite it being a necessary evil in the business. Um, sort of understanding that there was understanding there was some sort of vibration going on. There was a, a little bit of change happening. Um, we looked at essentially what we were doing. Um, being a fitness facility, uh, being a gym, um, obviously, you know, our operations is face to face. Um, 99.9% of the business involved um, myself or, or a coach or a trainer to be facilitating, um, you know, a feedback loop to the people that are in front of us. That was what the service was um, charged. And I suppose that was how we delivered the piece within the, the model of our business of, of small groups. Um, with the, the, the change happening and, and really there being no notice, it was very much, you know, open the door for a few hours and then boom, you know, it's closed. What do we do? Um, something that you've touched on and I look, I heard it in, in Joe's piece was, you know, sort of a, a culture slash, you know, what's the sense of the business or what's the sense of what we do? And to be quite honest, um, the health and fitness industry is full of, I'm going to say experts. 
Um, everybody's got an opinion, um, and I'm sure this is rife in in every industry out there. So, you know, the information that um, that I can provide my client base, my community, is it any different to something that you can get online for free? The short answer is no. Um, we offer all of our um, training tips, our training product, our philosophy via our website, our social media channels. I mean, they're all for free. Um, but uh, like you sort of indicated, the piece that we can't give away for free or that's not obtainable for nothing is 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 that that tangible feeling that you get when you when you when you walk into the facility um you know it's the it's the contact point with with myself or my 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 staff and again that that constant feedback loop um i I touched on the size of the business that we are um you know 105 clients as i said we if we peak at 120 it becomes a real challenge there's a real community aspect around i can have intimate and we can have intimate knowledge of 100 people um you know kids names partners names the last holiday that you had um you you know we can be confident that when i ask you what you had for breakfast yesterday and the next time that i talk to you tomorrow i can refer three or four um, contact points and communication points and that really cements a, a value and, and a value that a lot of people don't see um, certainly in gyms outside of the market that I, I sit within um, they you don't get that um, and I suppose I'm, I'm proud to I suppose to have that, that that very high touch point piece where you know it's not just about necessarily the training but it's it's you know asking you know are you okay? Um, B, having a little bit of, you know, intimate knowledge, and I, I don't mean offensive or irresponsible knowledge, but certainly stuff that does make a real difference. You know, we get to see how, you know, how someone's feeling on a particular day and, and then, you know, sometimes it's just a matter of asking a question can make things a lot better. Um, with the doors being closed on the 23rd, sorry, I digress from the question, Shorty. As All good. Um, yeah, we had the, the face-to-face operations removed. Um I, I don't know whether the word pivot is being overused. I'm uh, probably um, I adapted very quickly. My skill set prior to um, opening a CrossFit gym was a video and uh, at home DVD fitness presenting for the best part of eleven years. So I had a digital media skill that um, I put to the wayside as I opened my own facility. Um, I'm a bit of a geek at heart. Um, I don't know if you can see the mess around me. I'm not going to show too much. Um, but I love technology, um, anywhere from, you know, music engineering and music mixing to drone racing. Um, and that's a story for probably another day. So what I found was an opportunity here to essentially take two pieces of, uh, sorry, two industries or two things that I, I spent a little bit of time with and, and merge them together. Um, traditionally in a face-to-face operations like a gym. Um, technology doesn't fit. Um, you know, we use might use apps to sign on or save information, but as far as it being something that you rely on on a daily basis, the answer was zero. So, you know, really we were faced with no choice. How do I continue um, to offer the best service and best value to my clients um, when we had essentially what our biggest selling point, which was the face-to-face piece? Uh, and what, we, what could we do really quickly um, in order to, I'm going to say, stop the hemorrhaging, I guess, of people leaving the business and leaving the gym uh, for fear of the service level um, essentially dropping in a really uh, quick period of time or a very short period of time. Um, we pivoted to a, a, or adapted to a, an online Zoom model, which is you know, obviously what we're conferencing through here. Um, I had a little bit to do with it, but not enough to be comfortable. So plenty of phone calls to Shorty and, um, you know, in between set conversations of, 
hey, Shorty, how do I do this? And um, all of a well, sudden... Well, I was dripping in sweat. <laughs> yeah, look, yeah, mid-burpee, mid-squat. I'm so, hey, Shorty, I can't get it to do this. What do I do? And, you know, it was a matter of... Um, I'm not going to say adapt or die because we've seen... I've seen friends, businesses hold on to something. But for me, the end user experience was absolutely important. The sense of community, feeling like you're belonging and feeling though that I was still going to be invested um, you know, to my best capacity for, for my clients was 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 the priority. Um, you know, we I lost one hour of operations. Uh, we closed on the 23rd at lunchtime. Um, at 5.30 p.m. I opened the facility for three hours and I said to everybody, whether they were an active paying member or a non-active paying member, and I suppose we could probably touch on that briefly, was all of this equipment here needs to go. It was essentially a fire sale. And um, I asked everybody to come down, you know, in the evening and grab whatever they needed in order to do something. And at the end of the day, it didn't matter what they took or, or how they took it, I guess. Um, you know, we were going to have something there, um, something in place very quickly. Lucky for me, or I suppose unlucky or unlucky, depending on which way you look at it, I will jump off a cliff and build the aeroplane on the way down. Um, and that was very much the scenario that I, I put myself in. It was a matter of, shit, we're closed, part of the language. Um, I need to keep a sense of community. I need to, my investment was to create a sense of, uh, a sense of home, comfort and safety, you know, with the health and fitness side of things. And then how do I, how do I provide that? So it was literally, hey, there's all the gear. And at six o'clock the next morning, you know, guys, we're going to do a Zoom class and we're good to go. Um, and I, look, I'm going to say the rest is history. It's been, a, am going to say probably the longest three weeks of my life in the sense of I've never been busier. Um, the platform is unique in its sense that I can deliver information so much more promptly. Um, even though, you know, my facility is not the, the biggest place on earth, what I didn't uh, quite take into account was the time that you spend sort of floating around doing little tasks. Whereas what I've been presented with is a really unique opportunity where I can have multiple people in a, in a conference call much like this. And, you know, the engagement is nearly instant between people and, and the, the focus while it can be on one can be, you know, periphery on somebody else. And again, what that did is accelerated the feedback loop, which is what people were used to when they were in the face to face piece. Um, I was very lucky to have a, a small, I'm going to say a small sector of the business that um, just carries straight across. They blindly trusted me. Um, I'm very grateful for that chance. And I think time, you know, with all of our businesses, certainly time for me has allowed me the opportunity to make changes with no fear of there being an initial repercussion because we've built that rapport. Um, you know, they know that what I'm putting in place wasn't necessarily going to be for the detriment of their of the service for them or the value for them. Um, and then, yeah, in three weeks after an initial shrinkage, I guess, was uh, is just this steady growth sort of pattern back to a, a new platform. Um, I still get dressed. I mean, I still – look, I wear tank tops for a day job. So, <laughs> you know, I, I still get dressed for work. Um, I have a, I, I call it a broadcast station in the gym now. So I turn up to the to the factory at, or I shouldn't call it factory, the gym at, you know, five forty five a.m. every morning, and I deliver a digital class. 
Um, so for me, I've created some normality around my day when I've had a significant change of the things that I've invested in over the last, look, this is my 19th year as a, as a trainer. Um, this is the 10th year of being an operator as a CrossFit facility and, and obviously my own sort of brick and mortar uh, business. So, you know, having some normality in my day, I've still got a, a, a con. I'm going to say a face-to-face contact. The only thing that's missing is I can't reach out and touch somebody. So I've just needed to find other ways that I can, you know, touch um, you know, the, the clients that we have in order to make them feel comfortable that, you know, I'm still here, we're still doing the same thing. It's just that you're in your garage. Um, you know, I'm, I'm now that voice in your head that I suppose I've, would have, I've always wanted to be, you know, that little niggling voice that says, should you do that? That's me. Um, I now have the perfect opportunity to do that. So it's been, um, it's been, it's, <laughs> I'm stumbling with my words. It's been a real challenge. Um, from a business perspective, the, uh, the the downturn and the adjustments that people have in their their their, their jobs and their lives have caused um, the unnecessary spending to be removed. So, you know, we've always talked about things like community and culture and family. Um, it's a huge thing of of of, of my, from myself. It's a huge part of the brand of what Eor is, uh, and and it's something that we've sort of worn as a badge of badge of honour and. I've now been presented with an opportunity to prove that it's not only a set of words that we've been saying for the last eight years, but now it's a set of actions. Um, you know, I have 25% of our members, Shorty, aren't paying a gym membership and they have thousands of dollars of gym equipment sitting in their lounge rooms slash garages that they can use because, you know, that's what culture and community is and that's what that's the sort of thing that we wanted to 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 instill the value we wanted to instill with with our people anyway and that's like just on that and and the reason why i wanted you to share that story because i think we can all take a piece from that and and look at what we have created over the years of being in business now it doesn't matter how long you've been in business you've had relationships you've got relationships you have connections and it's about re-remembering those connections remembering those relationships and and being on the front foot and and to be and as jackie said greatly to be seen to be known to be remembered to be valued and i think we can all take some great key messages from that and how are we doing this how are we doing this no matter what business you are in right now you can take these points and implement again how not not oh this is not for me bs the question you should be asking, like Brent said, is the reframe, how can I be doing this right now? How can I be connecting? How can I be having those touch points without physically touching them? How can I be in the forefront? How can I be leading? How can I be showing up? In what ways am I showing up right now? So looking at these key points that Maddie has gone through in these transition, in these adapt, adapting times, and what can you do within your business right now that Maddie has, has just, uh, or and as everyone has gone through today, some some amazing points. So Maddie, as we move forward, what would be, I guess, your, yeah, here we go, your top tips for those who are who you know stuck at home, training at home, may not have, you know, if you want to get in touch with Maddie and, and join me in some crossing sessions, you can do that as well. But who who maybe wanted to, to exercise at home or are going crazy, what are some of your top tips that we should be following um, over these next little while? Yeah, look, um, look. I think we all know the the value of of doing something. Um, certainly, this isn't a sales pitch for training with us. Um, 
most people don't like us when they meet me for the first time and I'm cool <laughs> with that. I, I've got enough friends. So, um, you know, it's, it's, and I say that with a smile. Um, there's always care. We just not, might not necessarily get on from the very beginning. But um, look, top tips. It's a stressful time. Um, mental health is a huge aspect uh, for me. The ability to move and hang out with people is, is again, that's that's the key point. Um, as probably most people have seen, there's been this influx of, oh, my gosh, gyms are closed. I'm going to go buy something from Kmart and I'm going to train at home. And, I, look, I think that's great because it's been a motivator. There's nothing like wanting to do something when you can't do it anymore. So uh, I'm excited to have seen more and more people. I live in Little Bay. I'm um, in Sydney on the eastern, in the eastern suburbs and I, I'm enjoying seeing people walking around. They've got bands strapped to fences and they're doing something which is unreal. Look, top tips from me to be quite honest is find something that's manageable and doable within your day and just allocate a space of time. Um, I'll be completely honest and Shorty, look, obviously having the history that you have has a, a very good understanding on this. If most people simply walked somewhere between five and seven kilometers a day at a pace that was slightly uncomfortable, they wouldn't necessarily need to have a gym membership. Um, is it essential? And I'm downselling myself very, very quickly to say you don't need to do something, but you know, just allocating a, a period of time to do something that creates a, a good mindset and a, a good mental health space for you. Sometimes just having that that breathing room of whatever the day is, the chaos, maybe a disconnection from the phone or or the kids or your dog or whatever, well, my dog's loving it because he's walking all the time. So, you know, just allocating some space in your day. Um, what I found, I'm going to say really valuable for me was having that time allocation. Now that we are a hundred percent a digital business, I'm now looking at a screen all day, a, a big flat screen within the facility. I don't have a face-to-face -face unless I'm seeing the mailman as he drives past. And I, I'm one of those madmen now. I'm running outside wanting to, hey, there's someone outside I can talk to. So, you know, being able to have just an hour space of day where there is a, a mental disconnect from whatever noise is currently filling is 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 probably the, the number one top tip. Uh, what it happens to be is really going to be a matter of preference. Um, you know, experience level, um, you know, injuries, pre-existing issues, how much room you have. As I said, an hour walk a day. If you've got two legs and you can stand upright, you can go for a walk. Um, if you've got a dog, take the dog for a walk. It'll, he'll, he or she will love you for it. Um, as far as training and whatnot, you know, is now a time to in, be embarking in something new? Maybe if it's appropriate. Um, something that I've uh, put in place with CrossFit Eora, obviously with um, there being a, an initial need to try and save what the business was prior to the uh, at the closure um, I've now tried to look at well shit what's going to happen in a month time when we've got uh, people that are interested in how do we get them started so at the moment I'm trying to bridge the gap between you know existing uh, people and participants like Shorty and then people that have never done something how do I connect the two now um, which is sort of where our business model is so you know for me um, I've created something called the broomstick athlete and essentially it's a empty broomstick and a space that you can stand with that broomstick sideways and that's all you need to train. Um, I've been cheekily sort of showing that off to a lot of my, my guys that are limited in space and you know, the odd person that gives me the excuse of, you know, I can't do something because of X or I don't have the ability because of Y. Um, I've, I've sort of removed that uh, that that hurdle, that that roadblock to say, well, you know, a broomstick is pretty easy to get hold of. It's going to cost you five bucks from Bunnings. Um, let me teach you something. So while it not, might not necessarily appear to be the all the bells and whistles of 
now I'm, I'm going to get X, Y result as a result of my effort. What I'm actually doing is just creating a habit or a skill that, you know, after 60 days or 90 days or whenever, you know, the businesses move to whatever the next stage is. I'm not going to say go back because I don't think any business is going to go back to a pre-COVID state. We are now in a new state of operations and moving forward, it's going to be what we learn from here or what I certainly learned from here and then what it looks like post. So, you know, while it hasn't necessarily been the nicest and kindest on my business, um, the learning experience and what I'm going to be as an operations and what my service is for my clients, um, you know, post whatever this apocalypse happens to be, um, is really exciting. I mean, you know, we've just turned into a digital business and I know moving forward, um, we're staying digital. Um, we will have a face-to-face piece, but you know, this type of contact, geez, I can get a lot done and I'm excited because I've always wanted to do it. So, you know, being forced, having your hand forced has sort of shown that, you know, if you, if you want something, you can put it in and now's a risk-free opportunity for all of us to absolutely take a punt on something that, uh, you know, you, my clients expected nothing and got something that was better than they ever thought. So, you know, it's a win. Even if it went horribly wrong, hey, at least I tried and I was doing it for the greater good of whom my people were or what my business happened to be. Awesome. Awesome, mate. Uh, that's that's so 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 true. And, and like that, I tell you what, from personal opinion, that broomstick, challenge oh my god it's it's uh it is next level um it is uh it's it's amazing what you can do with a bloody piece of uh dow and uh <laughs> it's it, it is it is crazy uh, crazily good right uh, and, I, and i want you to take everyone i want you to take those words of wisdom from from maddie and i really appreciate your time this afternoon to share some of those insights share some of those strategies because i think we can take in you know from a business perspective from a community's perspective and from a health perspective all three areas is so important that we need to focus on right now because we can't do anything unless we're right unless we've got our health right unless we've got our physical health mental health emotional health right i think that's that's so important so uh Maddie, really appreciate everything uh, that you do for me personally. No, and um, thank you for, for your time this afternoon. 